just copy. I want my shoulder hole. Shoulder hole. So, um, thank you for being here. Um, some of you were invited by humans, others were not. And so, thank you for responding. You were invited by a human and somebody else, too. I invited Joanne. Um, what you have to do now, I'm this, this, when we start, when I start chatting further, um, this message is for anyone who can spell First Nation. <laughs> so those who don't have any DNA, First Nation blood, don't feel like you can't connect, right? Um, I will not be speaking to your heads. I'll be speaking to your generation. I'll be speaking to the past, the present, and the future. I'll be speaking to the spirit that's here. There's uh, clouds of witnesses from your generations that are here who've been waiting for someone to talk the truth for a long time. And the charge that's going to come out of you, I feel honored and scared and all kind of things because it's going to be a charge, right? Uh, a charge is a directive. A uh, charge is a command. Mm -hmm. And so in that, it's, it's, it will be impossible to receive the natural. So I'm talking very slow so that everyone in this room, the sound of my voice, can switch into their spiritual self because this will not be naturally discernible, it'll be spiritually discernible, okay? I'm saying it out loud so I can t talk myself into being, being who I really am, not just who I was, right? I'm just not the uh, guy who was born in 62, who was a football player at college level, who was, who was, who was, who was, and was, and is to come. I am a son of the Most High God. So I'm trying to speak from that place to people at that place, right? So if you do not come up to your place in the seat, you'll be, you're going to waste your time. And you can say that, I was at that meeting with the Mystic and Facebook deal, but you'll miss what's going to go on because the impartation and the, mm -hmm. the ability and the equipment that's, that's, that's in that realm will be giving you to do what's, what I'm going to talk about doing. Okay, so, and you really haven't shifted there yet, so I'm going to talk about some other stuff. We'll get no, you up there, right? So we need to get to where we start doing vertical takeoffs, not a taxi down the runway, and <laughs> gave me 30 minutes of worship, and I'm almost in the spirit, oh, and I'm back, you know, and I'm, you know. So uh, we're in a season that it's gonna be this, okay? Not, I'm taking off, I'm taxiing, oh, refuel. No, it's for a takeoff, but I'm gonna slow. So um, part of the this year, you know, I mentioned before, um, five, seven, seven, five is the year, I believe, open heavens, right? Last year, all the names and me said it was a year of open door. <laughs> the names and me, right? This year, the names have said other things. And, and I was, uh, as I was preparing, I said, I'm going to go on the record and post it in Facebook early so they won't go, Wally's copying the other guys, right? It wasn't out of the, that I have a big competition issues I deal with. But I, I wanted to get on the record because I wanted to get on the record, the natural, and the record in this realm too, mm -hmm. okay? Because we all live in a place where we need to hear from the Father and then act on what He says mm -hmm. and not act on what people say, right? Yeah. It's nice to get confirmation from people, but we need sure. to get our first deal and go do what He says. And then if someone says, oh, I saw that you and I heard, and thank you very much, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm living from my Father's side, right? Mm -hmm. So. Uh, this year, the spirit realm will be more active and visible in the physical realm. That means you got to do something, right? Mm -hmm. When someone bumps you in the mall, you can turn and hit them, mm -hmm. right? But you need to respond. 
And this year, the body of the Christ, those who are in the bride, those who sons, those who are maturing, need to respond faster and earlier to spiritual interaction. This is a year you got to engage. Amen. It's not a spectator year, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that has to go on. So when you feel a nudge, don't wonder what that was, go, what do I do now, mm-hmm. okay? So in Acts 12, and I'll be throwing some scriptures out there to help you out, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's really a solo scriptura person, we feel safe, you know. I've gone to meetings where there's been, been a scripture all weekend. I'm starting to shake. <laughs> you know? So Acts 12, uh, 1 through 16. Um, and I'm going to look at verses 10, 11, and 12. But, in, you know, when you go back and you kind of get, you know, frame your world, because we're, we're living in a new world, right, in a new time. And we got to start functioning differently, okay? Mm-hmm. And we got to adjust, right? We're not in a, there's always grace for us because we're sons of a good God. But God is doing his stuff, but the environment's changing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go on the football field with baseball equipment, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you know, and you can you can act like my dad's the coach, and you better not hit me. Well, that linebacker or that running back, and he's gonna look at you with your little nice little white outfit and stripes, and go, "What is that glove for?" Mm-hmm. Wham! <laughs> you know, so you gotta know the rules of the game. Okay. Right. The follower's with you. But the game has changed. Okay. Mm-hmm to be equipped for this so in acts 12 there's a guy he's in prison there's a he's got a guard and left and he's all shackled up and of course my you know theology is when you do things for god you never go to prison <laughs> nothing bad happens when you're following the lord Amen. <laughs> that's a false theology that i live with for a long time right oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in acts 12 it says when they had passed through the first guard and the second guard they came to an iron gate so in the early part of the verses um I think it's Peter, he's shackled up, and he's so shackled, he's got a guard to one, he's got a guard shackled here and a shackled here. What kind of prisoner is that you need a guard shackled to you? Isn't the sail good enough? What's going on with the new bed buddies? You know, yeah. kind of, uh, that's kind of like, dude, he's not like a terrorist, he's just like a gospelist, you know, kind of deal. Anyway, so in the midst of this deal, this is very natural, I don't know how you sleep that way, I don't know how you sleep with it, I can't sleep with a bracelet on. You know, you get shackles and the guy snoring the right, snoring the left. Oh, yeah. And they're not just dressed in pajamas, right? <laughs> you know, so there's not like, let's cozy up to each other. Yeah. This is uncomfortable, right? Yeah. You know, so in the midst of that, somehow he's asleep, right? So maybe the peace of God's on him. Some angel comes and smacks him and wakes him up. He's like, what? I'm in prison. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, I've got a good snooze going. I finally got the right rock under my shoulder in the right place, you know? So... He wakes him up and the angel says, follow me. And right now we're being smacked to wake up out of our natural. We're being awakened up. We don't want to be awake. We're, we got this timing thing up. We think we know what God's doing. We don't know what God's doing. So in this year, the, the invisible realm is going to come and say, hey, you, let's do something. And we need to go, okay. okay. But like him, he thinks it's a dream. When stuff starts happening, we're going to think it's a dream too. Like, well, I'm going to follow along because that guy came and told us things were going to happen. I'm just going to follow along, mm-hmm. you know. So he's walked, so the, he gets somehow unshackled, right? The two guys don't wake up. <laughs> That's weird. So it's got to be a dream, right? Yeah. So he gets up, he follows this whatever, angel, men in white linen, friend of a friend. <laughs> He's following some guy who somehow got in the prison. Yeah. Right? 
So they walked by the first guard. Well, that's kind of weird. How come the guard who's been trained all of his adult life to kill anything that's not supposed to be there, they walked by the guard? Well, that mm-hmm. must be a dream. Because the natural killer, natural born killer, yeah. live to kill, get points for killing, you don't walk by them, right? They even kill their friends. I mean, this is, you get points for killing. They walk by the second guard, and then they get to the iron gate. So I'm going like, Ooh. cool dream, mm-hmm. you know, because always I'm still shackled because we walk by guards. Now I'm at the gate. Iron gate leads to the city, so we won't talk about going through portals and that kind of stuff, but this is a year of going through portals and stuff. And the gate opens on its own accord. Interesting. We won't go there either. They went out and passed on to the street, and at once the angel left him. So all of a sudden he's like, wait, you took me, in. now I'm out here. And he says, and then Peter came to himself. <laughs> Where was he during all this waking, walking, going through? And it wasn't like, you know, these prisons aren't like going from the kitchen to the door, right? It's winding up and, you know, there's some action going on here. But it's got, he's thinking, it's got to be a dream because this is too real to be true. Mm-hmm. So when it says he came to himself, he really, he really came to himself, mm-hmm. right? He's going like, whoa, this how'd I get here? Mm-hmm. I'm touching myself. I'm pinching myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the body of Christ is about to do this. We don't know how we got here, but we're here. Mm-hmm. Okay? And now he could have gone back to prison. He could have gone back to the open gate. He could have gone back and said, hey, guard, I don't know how I got here. Can you put me back in? Mm-hmm. A lot of the church is going to do that. Yeah. yeah, they're not used to freedom. Yeah. They're going to go back to captivity because yeah. they're comfortable with yes. it, right? Mm-hmm. So don't be that. Don't be so like I'm not familiar to this environment. I want to go back to where I used to be. Three squares in a bed. Okay, so kind of just going to go with. What does he do? He came to them and said, "Now I, now I really know, and I'm sure the Lord has sent an angel." What was going on in verse the verse before that? Even a dream. Yeah. Right? I'm dreaming. This isn't real. But now he's like, okay, I feel the breeze. Mm-hmm. I'm not smelling John and or, or John Maximus and some fir- you know, fiercest, you know. Yeah. They're not smelling that smell. Can they stink, right? You know, you know, y'all, you know so. so he's smelling fresh air. I now know the Lord's with me. There's a group waking up that are going to believe the word. The Bible says, I'm for you. I'll never leave you, don't forsake you. We're going to come to ourselves and go, oh my gosh, he's here. He never left me. He he said he came inside of me. He really did. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just a story. (laughs) It's just not a vision, right? So it goes on and says, this angel has delivered me from the hand of Herod, from all the Jewish people. Verse 2. And when he had glanced, became aware of this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. We're a large. So this is where he's knocking the deal, and the maid comes over and it, oh, the angel, you know. So, but the point of this deal is to warm it up here, right? We're walking a new time. Things which were not happening last year are going to be happening this year. Mm-hmm. Be expectant to walk with the supernatural. Yeah. It's going to come and get you. Yeah. Come on, man. Got, he, you know, he, he shackled up, right? Mm-hmm. Angel came and said, wake up. It's time to play with the big boys. Wakey, wakey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was more than wakey, wakey. This is a, I mean, yeah. I, this anyway. This is a smack so, up. This is a smack up. Thank you. <laughs> so also this year, let me read this. People will publicly worship false gods and the true God. Mm-hmm. 
these PDAs, public displays of affection, will increase. Okay, there'll be uh, right now in D.C. We've got a 50-day deal of 24-hour worship that's 300 yards from the White House, which is amazing. You can as the helicopter's flying, wave to Mr. Obama, you can watch him land, and we're going through wild worship right there. It's massive white tent, right? This is going to increase. Public displays of affection for the Most High God are going to break out in malls, all kind of places. At the same time, public displays for false gods are going to increase too. Because in this season, the wheat and tares are growing up. Mm-hmm. So the sons of God are becoming more who they are. And the sons of the tares, the demons, are they're getting freer too. Yeah. Everyone's coming up, right? There's not going to be gray. This is a year of non-gray. It's going to be black and white. Mm-hmm. Look at those guys worshiping their God. Look at those guys worshiping their God. How can that be? Which is the greater God? Well, those guys are sweating the worship. They're going for it. Well, those guys are sweating too. You know, they've got some good sounds. Well, they've got some good sounds. The first day at Davis Tent uh, three years ago, I walked down there, and uh, on a Saturday, and on um, across the street there was this giant Earth Day. You know, and I walk over there, get some drums going right. It sounded pretty good. Until they stopped and said, let's worship Mother Earth. Come on, us all bow. Well, I'm out of here. Come on. Good drum sound. And you go off and go, let's give our honor to the goddess. I went, you know. I crossed the street. And then the guy that was running the deal for David's Ten, I go, Jason, do you get some competition over there, man? They're going after their God. He goes, no worries. Mm-hmm. We got this. You know, we're going to love our God. Yep. You know, so whose love is the most, right? It's gonna be. It's gonna be. If you want to walk next to like, well, they seem to be loving their God. What are you guys doing? We're waiting for a better song. Mm-hmm. You don't need songs to love God. No. We need to be. We're so kind of codependent on worship. We need to get off of that. Yeah. We need to get off of that. I love worship. It yeah. does an environment thingy, but I don't need to be dependent upon that. Yeah. Right. I need to be madly, passionately, fervently on fire for the Most High. <laughs> right. So. In silence, I should be able to shift into yeah. holy, right? And not go, God, can we put on the John the Fatter song, please? I, yeah. I, I want to worship. Can you turn on the song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We think that way. We need to stop thinking that way, okay? <laughs> so, uh, and the verse for that, Daniel eleven thirty two, And as such as, the violent, as they violate the covenant, he shall pervert and seduce with flatteries. But... The people who know their God will show, will prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do exploits for God. There's another group out there that are knowing some small G gods. And they're motivated in receiving influence and power and stuff. They want to prove that their God's the right God, so they do stuff. I, I, the thing I like about terrorists is they don't talk a talk, they do the, they do the deed. The church is kind of, let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. We're going to do Jack. We're going to talk and pray, talk and pray. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, let's go do something, yeah. you know. And then that's, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, I, re- I released a, a thing that was hard. It was, I called this, in, and it's free on the pod site. It's called Ne Creatus Humanus, which means trust no human. We need to break off our familiarity and our dependency upon our own flesh. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not, I'm not saying hate your body. Right. I'm saying stop being natural. Okay? Stop being natural. We've been on the planet for a long time. We're used to these legs and feet. We're used to saying, like, well, gosh, 
you know, there's a meeting going on, though, and I, I'm supposed to be there. Gosh, I wish it was closer. <laughs> Go. That's natural thinking. In the spirit, there's no time and distance. Okay? So if you're supposed to be someplace, go there. Mm-hmm. If the money doesn't come in, go there anyway. Yeah. And when you guys, I have a friend that's on this coast. She was doing a um, a outreach to uh, New Age community, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she told me, "Oh, you pray for me, yeah, I'll pray for you." And then I said, "I'm, I'm going to step out there with some bold faith." I said, "Can I come?" She goes, "You're going to fly out of here?" Well, sort of. I I'd, I'd like to come. Is it okay if I come? She says, "What do you mean?" Well, I'm going to practice showing up at your event. I just don't want to scare you, you know, because that would freak me out if you popped up and didn't tell me. You know, okay. yeah. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to try to come. You know, she goes, okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, do you know when you're going to come? No, I'm not quite that good yet. I'm just going to desire set to come, right? And so she goes, okay, weirdo. And um, I said, well, you're doing new age stuff. Come on, I can come and pop in. So I said, well, I need to know the days of the event so I can ask the Father if I can do this. And uh, there's no mm-hmm. books on, you know, step I'll one, child, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> I, but my heart was like, let's try this stuff, right? So she gives me the days and times when they're going to be there. And I set aside some time to try to go. And I go like, oh, no, I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to try, I'm going to go. So I know the days and times, I know the time difference, you know, three hours difference and stuff. So in my whatever imagination, I go someplace and I'm looking down at someplace and in my imagination, I see my friend who I haven't met in the flesh. Mm-hmm. I don't know her by Facebook, right? I know her picture and stuff like that. But in my deal, I see her twirling around in front of her, their little new agey, you know, they're believers, but they, dress like New Agers and make their tent-like thing, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And I see this, and I see her walking over to these different booths, and people selling crystals and stuff, and she's ministering. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is a great imagination I got going here, <laughs> you know. And so then a day or two go by, and then I contact her, and I go, hey, um, on such and such day, were you doing a dance outside of your tent? She's like, that's funny you mentioned that. I was doing this torment thing. Oh, really? So we're talking, I'm, I'm checking facts here. This is the practical part. Yeah. When you try ghosts, check it out, mm-hmm. right? So I go, hey, did you happen to go to a booth that, to my mean, is so if you're standing in front of your booth and you walk out, if you face your booth, it would have been to your left. And I think there's a guy there with uh, some New Age books and some and some um, gems and stuff. She goes, yeah, I was trying to talk to him about that. Then she goes, did you come? I go, maybe, <laughs> you know, let's check another fact out, right? Mm-hmm. We got to start practicing. Mm-hmm. We got to start stepping out there and, and doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. We got to go like, well, if there really isn't time and space, right. and well, if I'm sitting at least in one place right now with the Father, maybe I can go do some stuff. Mm-hmm. What are the rules, Father? <laughs> can I pick a place? Do you pick yeah. a place? Yeah. Who picks a place, you know? How, if you pick, do I can say amen or... How's this work? Yeah. You need to start playing that game, the father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, we guys, we got to start figuring out how to do this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a great teacher. He's going like, when's Ben Charles going to come talk to me about this? Mm-hmm. Well, he's here for a hug again. Hug. <laughs> ben, talk to me. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Come on. Oh, hug. Okay. 
Ben, 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 Ben. Okay, you want to try? Okay, well, okay. You know, so father's father's right where you are. Okay. Can we ask him to give us props. <laughs> this is the meeting. This is the prop meeting. How many props you want? You know. <laughs> so start working on. Start working on. Um, you know. So like right now, I'm doing my best not to speak to what I see in front of me. Mm-hmm. I am so used to adjusting to my audience, mm-hmm. right? Adjusting to my enemy. But I'm trying to learn to adjust to what I can't see, okay? Mm-hmm. That just, you know, we live by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. There's more in this room than the people in this room. Yeah. I'm trying to be a sensitive and alert to that stuff. This is poor father standing behind I don't, is it? Okay, then say it. Don't ask the question. <laughs> Make a statement, like, right? Oh, you got so we need to practice and try and all kind of stuff, you know? The Bible says that Jesus is with always, when I was in college and I read the book, um, Practice in the Presence of God. It's a classic, you know that book? So me and my you know, good friend read the book. So we go to the cafeteria and we get our trays on the table and we, you know, to us, and I pull the chair close to me. He goes, what are you doing? Well, Jesus is sitting next to me. <laughs> no, he's not. He's next to me. And so we were, we're battling over where Jesus is sitting, right? And we're putting plates down in front of the Jesus chair. Yeah, yeah. He's saying, I'm moving this plate over here. And people walk by and go, what are you guys doing? Nothing. <laughs> then what are you doing with the chairs? None of your business? Go on your way. And, and by the way, who's sitting in my chair? And these are non-believers in the, in the football dorm walking through, right? And they're going, crazy. Don't go near that table. They knew he had something. Right, mm-hmm. but then I didn't care about them. I'm caring about practicing the presence of God, mm-hmm. tangibly. Mm-hmm. If He's with me, He's in that chair, mm-hmm. right, and not far away over there, not close to help me out. I need Him with me in doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So you have to start practice. You know, start speaking when you're by yourself. Realize you're not by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're you're never ever alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never. Start having conversations, and then the fun thing is when those come those. Empty spaces start talking back to you. Mm-hmm. You're like, but you shouldn't be, you should be, oh, this is normal. Mm-hmm. My first interaction, normally with a supernatural realm, my reaction was I screamed real loud and I said, go away, go away. And I, my scream went high pitch, have high pitch. Mm-hmm. It was not a manly scream, it was a very girly scream, you know? <laughs> it was a girly girl scream. You know? I was very embarrassed with the scream that came out of me. Where's the men scream? Yeah. You know? They're like, go away, go away! You know? I couldn't even cuss good. Yeah, yeah you know, okay, deal. So, so my first interaction on purpose with a different realm, I wasn't ready for. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it took me another 25 years to engage with my angel. And that was 25 lost years. All on me. It wasn't on the angel or that realm. They're waiting me to have a clue, right? Stop freaking out when you go into the room, right? It was similar to when you, you test the waters in the shower, you know, and, you, and then all of a sudden it changes. When you turn it, it goes bright cold. You start, you laugh. You're, you're not ready for that. We need to start getting ready to engage, right? Be expecting on that. Not looking for demons all the time. Looking for the angels, right? Mm-hmm. We've been a big teaching about they're everywhere. Well, yeah, they're everywhere, but there's another group that's everywhere too. Right. Okay? So, we need to get that. So, the scripture, 1 Corinthians 2, 14, 
But the natural, non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit to in his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God. Don't be natural. Don't be non-spiritual. But you get to choose. You can be natural if you want to. I'm telling you, not only choose life, choose spirit, and choose supernatural. It's available, and definitely in this year. That's right. Okay. Definitely, definitely, definitely right now. Okay. So, I hope we've adjusted up because we're now going to go to the First Nations word. Okay. That was his warm up, right? All right. Let's rock it here. So, a little bit more intro. So, when um, Anna asked me, you know, she's, her words were something like, it's time for you to come to the Northwest. And I went, okay, cool. And then, like a day later, or, or some period after, I was like, hey, um, something about First Nations. She goes, what? I go, I don't know. <laughs> I just know First Nations, all right? And she goes, anything more than that? Nope. I said, do you know any First Nations people? Well, I know so-and-so, so-and-so, I know so-and-so. I said, what do you want to do with them? I don't know. I don't know if I have something for them. I have something for me. And this is like months and months and months ago, right? Yeah. And so, like, you know, time's passing, and I'm starting to get this download, right? And I'm thinking, like, I'm not worthy to speak to the First Nations. <laughs> I'm not worthy. Or said, shut up with that unworthy thing. Where do you get that from? I don't know. It's kind of popular. <laughs> so, so forget being popular. But so, um, so it was kind of it was an, an unfolding kind of things I was seeing over time, and mm-hmm. some of it's statements, some of it's going to be scripture, some it's going to be a story, some some. So kind of take it, and I and I got the recorded so I can give it to you if you want it after this. So. Um, as I started to, to kind of press in, look in, peer in, whatever, lean into, um, I saw a scroll open. Okay. And on the scroll, it said, you have been positioned. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's interesting. Is that for me? No, Wally, First Nations. Can I have some of that? I have some First Nations blood in me. <laughs> So the Lord was like, stop trying to get it for you and hear, you know. Yeah. Okay, so hear it. So first thing, scroll open, which means authorized. Mm-hmm. Um, written in there, you've been positioned, it's a declaration. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to, you don't have to, anything. When you hear and see those kind of things, you have the opportunity to agree with it. Mm-hmm. Right. No matter what God says, he doesn't do it if you don't say yes to it too. Right. You know, so when he put gave Adam dominion over the earth, until Adam walked in his dominion, he didn't have it, mm-hmm. even though God said it. Right. So he has selected and qualified you. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo on the First Nations. Right. And I was like, going, well, that's cool. And and I was thinking like, well, what do they want to be selected? <laughs> what do they want to be qualified? I lived in Israel for a season. And uh, I was on the kibbutz, a very secular kibbutz. And every person, every Jewish person on the kibbutz who ever met me, and they all knew I came from a Bible school, from Bible school in Sweden to a kibbutz in Israel. And they knew who I was. I didn't know who they were, but they all knew where I came from. It's a tight community. And as I got to meet them all, they'd say, so, if God loves us so much, what about the Holocaust? And I'm like going, can we get to like, hi, I'm Wally Johnson, live in Oklahoma. You know? <laughs> but it was like, da da da. If God loves somebody, just tell me the Holocaust. And I'm like, going, I don't know. You know. So after three of those, I said, God, I need an answer because I hate saying I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So he gave me an answer. But they were always into this thing of, why did God pick us? We don't want to be picked because since we were picked, we've been abused over generations, right? So could you unpick us, please? That's kind of the common theme. And I know that's true in the First Nations, too. So I know that when I say this, it's kind of like, we don't want to be picked or selected. We're still kind of recover from the da 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 the list. Nonetheless, you've been picked, you've been selected and qualified for this time. Okay. So, verse 2 Corinthians 3, 6, it says, It is he who's qualified you. It is he who makes you fit and worthy and sufficient. It ain't nothing you got to do. He makes you fit. He makes you sufficient. He makes you worthy. So all that stuff about getting ready, he's going to make you ready. He's going to make you able. He's the one that makes you, that's the deal, right? So you're ready because he says so, right? Okay, nothing about you, not about your past, not about your background. It's just like, he went, you, you, you. Now you get to agree with him or not, okay? This is, and that's how it works, right? Yeah. Um, this is funny to me. He says, their, their response should be this. I go, no, they have a right to respond. <laughs> so here's your response if you want it. Behold, here I am coming to do your will, O God, to fulfill what is written of me in the volume of the book. Because mm-hmm. I first I saw this scroll, I saw the scroll thing four months ago, and I got this scripture like last week. You know, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, it comes together. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So again, and this, that scripture is Hebrews 10, 7. This is what Jesus said. So everyone in this room, everyone in this room, seen and unseen, have a book written about them, okay? When the, in the book, Jesus, we're all called to, to, to live the life that's written in the book, right? In this time of the, the Jewish belief of the new year, in the first 10 days of the year, the books, all, the books are open, right? And day 10, the books are sealed, right? So in these first 10 days, the books are open for what you're called to do for the year in your life, right? Are you doing what you're called to do? On the last day, when you're standing before the Lord, the Lord's going to go, hey, blood covers you, come on in. That's not the deal. The blood covers you, you're already in. Mm-hmm. You're going to be compared with what you said you were going to do before you came to earth and what you actually did. Right. Okay? I don't like this because I thought if I go and raise the dead, heal the sick, um, and save a few people, I get bonus points and I get a bigger house. <laughs> right? But if all of what I did is not in the book, in my one-on-one book, if I lead, if I come to... Where am I at? In Washington State someplace, and I go do some street witnessing. If that's not written in the book, that doesn't count towards what I was called to do. Even though it's a good thing, I didn't sign up for that. So the father goes, why are you doing that? Well, Ben Charles said it'd be a good thing to go out and do evangelism. Why are you listening to people? Well, Ben Charles is a really good guy, and he knows John Hamill, and... and did you do a spiritual peer pressure thingy? People walking off your course, and you're, you're off your path? Well, well, sorry, dude. You know, you're supposed to be following me and not all the, the we's and people out there. So you have the ability right now to go find out what's in your book, right? And don't get caught up to, no, I've got to learn about the courts. I've got to, I've got to go, I've got to start treasure locating. I've got to do all the popular new things that are out there. You need to, Fulfill your book. Jesus said, I'm here, come to do your will, O God, to fulfill all that's written of me in the volume of the book. In this season, you're on the volume of the book called, I'm going to use y'all. Okay? 
That's true. You guys too. Anybody else? You know, you can take sure. that too. Find what's yeah. in your book, right? Other part. You've been invited back to the table. Mm. Your seat has been empty too long. Mm -hmm. Actually, I have two twos in there. Your seat has been empty too, too long. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I was, and when I, and I've heard this before from other people, right? But when I heard this, I could see this table, right? It's a table of the Lord, right? And for some reason, the First Nation people over time have been forced away from the table. You know, you can't come to the table with, with your regalia. You can't come to the table with your history and your past. You know, this is our table of the Lord. People saying that, not God. Right. This is our people. So we're booting you away. You felt rejected, so you went away. The Lord didn't say go away. You went away because the pressure mm -hmm. of your brother and sister next to you forced you away because they didn't accept you. Right. And so... Um, you've been away from the table too long, and right now the father stood up and said, Hey, come back to the table. Mm -hmm. Forget what they and she mm -hmm. said and those said. I'm saying, that's your seat. Get back to the table. Mm -hmm. He needs you at the table. Mm -hmm. That's a wild thing. Mm -hmm. He, awesome God, you know, who doesn't need anything, is saying to the First Nations people, I need you at the table. Try you know, this is my table. I need you to take your seat. Okay, yeah. this this is this is key, important. You know, you're invited back to the table. The seat, the table's been empty way too long. Yeah, take your place. You have a voice. You have a position. This is new. No, my notes. You have a voice. You have a position. Use your voice. Take your place. Use your voice. Take your place. Not by man. Okay. You're not being invited back by man and told when to speak. You're being invited back by God and saying, speak. Yes. Take your place. You're in a position. Take your spot. Mm -hmm. Speak, 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 speak at the table. Okay? So, that's fun for me. Um, scripture, Psalms 23.5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Okay? A lot of yous. He's doing it, right? Yeah. Okay, so come back to the table. Um, I see nations falling to the right and left of you. And I see your nation being exalted. Now, that, there's a lot there. And I would just say, go find out what that means. Because I, I didn't dig in it too much more. Because that's a big deal. I mean, I'm thinking, I know First Nations around this continental Turtle Island thingy, you guys have nations have been the nation, right? Yeah. I, I'm hoping, I don't know, I'm hoping that doesn't mean that the First Nations nations remain while the United States of America gets wiped out. Mm -hmm. I hope that doesn't mean that. <laughs> it could mean that. That is a interpretation of what I said there. Another interpretation is if, if you guys don't come back to the table and you don't use your voice, then the U.S. will be wiped out. Mm -hmm. That's why he needs you back to the table. That's right. Okay. There's all kind of things in there. So I would, I would just ask you, please, to go to the Father and say, what is our role as a nation to deal with the other nations? Mm -hmm. Okay? But there's something there, right? He's calling you up in this time. Okay? Um, yeah, well. So there was this story out of the book of Judges. Judges 11 and it starts with verse 2 and it goes through verse 29. And 
I'm not going to read all of that, but I'll read portions of it. So, Judges chapter 11, <clears throat> verse 2 says, And Gilead's wife bore him sons. And when his sons grew up, they thrust Jephthah out and said to him, You shall not have an inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. So the translation would be, you First Nations people, I know God loves you, but he really doesn't love you. He kind of likes you, so get away from the table. So he thrusts them away. You're not going to have any inheritance of the king. We don't understand your regalia. We don't understand your customs. We don't understand. We don't like it. We don't understand. We don't understand. Get away from me, kid. And wait till we've done all the king's business, and we might brought you back, but go away. Verse 6, and they said to Jephthah, come and be our leader. Oh, things have changed. <laughs> you know? And what has changed is uh, that group who said, go away. We don't need you. You're not special. You're not anointed. We don't know your gift. You don't know your calling. We don't know how you fit. That group is now in a bind. They're in war. They're in chaos. And they look around the camp. And they, there's no one. There's no victor. There's no conqueror. There's no dread champion. There's no mighty one in the midst. And they go, the dude that we kicked out, he's mighty warrior. We need him now. Why do we need him now? He's our deliverer. And that's what's going on right now. In the midst of chaos of this year, we need a deliverer. And it's the First Nations. You're not our savior. Right. You're not Jesus. You know, we're, we're good with that, right? Yeah. But they said we need that. And they said to Jephthah, come and be our leader that we may fight with the Ammonites, bad people. But Jephthah said to the elders, did you not hate me earlier? Did you not drive me out of my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you are in trouble? Also, now you need me. You need my gifts, you need my calling, you need my abilities. Oh, you didn't need it before, when you kicked me out, when you abused me, talked about me, right? All truth. Will you not possess what Chemosh your God gives you to possess and all the Lord God deep possess? Blah, blah, blah. Verse 29. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, he passed through Gilead and Manasseh and all these other places I can't say, <laughs> and he basically killed everybody. You're right. He was anointed for this time. I believe in this time the first nations are called are being called up. I believe that you're anointed to be able to look at the past wrongs that the church, the body of believers have done to you. And hopefully the grace of God is enough for you to overlook all that wrong. Because mm -hmm. we're not going to repent. Mm -hmm. We're not going to come to you and say, hey, it was bad. My bad. We just need you now. The church overall is not going to come to the first nation. Now there's been stuff, yeah. but global stuff, it's not going to happen. No. You know? And you're like, why should I help you? You didn't help me when I need to be a part of the family. You kicked me out of the family. I believe the Father's inviting you back to the table. The church globally, forever, all the pride and all other reasons, they're not going to humble themselves and do it. Right. Okay. Um, it's the right thing to do, but we are stupid. Okay. <laughs> um, so, but there's a problem. There's trouble in the land. Okay. And for whatever reason, the timing, God selecting you, God equipping you, God making you fit for the, this battle, whatever it is, you are the solution. 
And if you guys don't do it, I don't think it'll be done. Okay. I don't know why, but that's not my part to do why. My part is to deliver the charge. Yeah. Right. And your part is to go to Father and go, what's that guy talking about? <laughs> you know, and let him take that. But you, you're given this. Um, there is a difference. Uh, this is the difference you're dealing with. Well, yeah, there's a difference between you know getting your identity from what you know and your identity from the Father. Yeah. Okay. So um, the church could have taken you in as brother, sister, family, and you could have grown up and had known who you were in the, the right way. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now the Father's going. I'm going to give you your identity. Once you have your identity, then you'll be able to do your mission. Okay, because you'll be fully accepted by the Father, and all the acceptance you should have got as a person growing up didn't happen. Kind of like Joseph thrown in the prison, that kind of stuff. You get that second chance to go, hey, you sold me to slavery. <laughs> you know, they didn't apologize for that. You know, I mean, you kind of think they would have, dude. You're like second command, so like, our bad. <laughs> you know, kind of. they don't do that, right? And so. For, for y'all to expect the church to do that, mm. don't hold your breath. No. We have minutes. Huh? We have minutes. Good. <laughs> You're still alive. Yeah, we're still alive. We've been holding breath for now. 200 years. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, <clears throat> but your aligning with the Heavenly Father will help you respond promptly to your stupid brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Okay. You won't see them as stupid brothers and sisters, even though they... <laughs> you'll be you won't be distracted by what they should have done you'll be focused on the mission because the father will rely on your hearts mm-hmm. if you go to him and let that happen okay yeah. um hmm. Hmm. so in closing um i did see yeah there in amongst the first nations um not all are going to embrace this. Right. Okay. So it's not about a majority deal. What I saw was, um, do not be a some who will sit, who will, who will sit and not stand in the position. Right. I saw a donkey refuse to carry this burden. It chose to sit and then refuse the invitation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I donkey burrow, and it was like. What? You get the opportunity. Forget the past. Go for the glory. Mm-hmm. But there will be people that will, I ain't doing it. Right. I am so hurt. I'm just going to sit here. Thank you for the invitation. Mm-hmm. But I ain't going to go for it. So I would encourage you and everyone else I'm speaking to, to not look at those who sit down and are grateful for God speaking to them. Because that's kind of neat. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, he recognizes this. But he recognized you for a purpose, right. right? And the motivation has to be your love for the Father to do the purpose. Your motivation can't be doing it for for them. Yeah. If you do it for him, that's the right motivation. For them, there's not enough love for them to get you to do what you got to do. Because mm-hmm. it's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the love for him is the right motivation. So don't focus on all those who sit down and think the burden's too much. Um, focus on the fathers before you say, come to the table, let's do this. Me hugs you want, we got things to do. And if you don't do it, nations, more nations will fall. Mm-hmm. But if your nation will stand up, it will do a great work in the earth. 
Okay, it's more than North America. Okay, so that's my word. Hallelujah. Okay, um, so I think yeah yeah. So anything on that? Any questions? I mean, not out of we got it. No, but out of if you wanted to chew on anything that I think there's grace here for. Can you? unpack anything in there i think there's grace for that so if you got that good if well, not well, we've done a, yeah we've done a number of um through different prayer settings repentance sort of things that we've gone and they've asked us to be there and, and the way the lord has our marching orders is um we've had there's been and a first nations young lady came up and said has there ever, at a different venue, has there ever been a repentance thing? And I said, only about 200 years worth. But she goes, can I do this? And I said, go with God. I'll always tell you to go with the Holy Spirit. But I don't know that this is the setting. Well, she went for it anyways. And and everybody jumped on board. Oh, I'm tearing and sackline ash. And, yeah, yeah. And, and we got, they got done, and I said, is there anything else? And I said, I do. I said, now here's the good news, folks. Here's the good news. And we just, yeah. we embraced that this has been done. Dealt with. Dealt with. And we're, we, as First Nations, we're going to take the reins, and we're going to just start running with it to reconciliation, rejuvenation, um, and... You know what? Spiritual restitution. I think everybody is waiting for tangible restitution, right. and but there's certain people that are. And I don't, let's 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 pray in the the spiritual restitution, yeah. because there's, there's, God has more for that, and the outpouring will be so abundant, and the the revival will just come um, like we've never seen, um, and then. You know, and folks are, are frustrated with, because there were 90 to 100 million natives, and now there's a, there's a couple million. There were 4,000 tribes and federally recognized. They combined some. There's about 450 guesstimating in there wow. um, that are federally recognized. I'm not saying there still aren't 4,000 tribes, but... Um, Numbers-wise, people just get so wrapped up in their head. I don't. We are. Let's let's focus on being God's chosen. Come on. Um, the numbers, the Holocaust. If if they want to, and I'm not saying there wasn't a big loss, but if they're going to live in that time, mm -hmm. that they're going to miss what's now. Right. And if we miss, if we live in that time, we're going to miss what's now. Mm -hmm. And so we're just praying for the purity of hearts to to be the driving force for this revival because in the repentance time it's it's been dealt with it's time to move forward now yeah we sure. can't keep we can't stay stuck in it there's so many people staying stuck in it. it's keeping people from moving forward into what god has it's like yeah. we've done it we've dealt we've been doing it for 200 years there's still groups that we get asked all the time, come, we're doing a native repentance with a white man, with this person. And I'm like, it's been done, people. We need to move forward. So. And, and God is, I mean, 